It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, good evening, I'm Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. The accent is French. I want to start the show with a little question to you, just, just to warm you up. Would you go on a second date if there was no spark on the first date? And that question was actually posted on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Would you go on a second date if there was no spark on the first date? Interestingly enough, 48% of you voted, yes, I would. And only 52% of you said, no way. Which, honestly, I think if there's no spark at all on the first date, I would say, you know, no way. That would be me. But I love your enthusiasm and I love the uh, perseverance spirit. Uh, when it comes to dating. After all, maybe that's the right mix. Your calls and your questions are next, 855-905-8255. If you have a love story you wanted to share with me, call me now, 855-905-8255. Nicolette, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. I have a love story. Mm-hmm. Um, my boyfriend's name is Jason, and we started dating exactly six months ago to the day as of yesterday. And um, the way we met was um, through a friend and I was at a party Mm -hmm. and it was instant. Uh, It was, there was no questions about it. And we started hanging out nonstop for like a good two weeks. And then I broke my ankle. I mean, like to the point where I had to go back to my family's home, Mm -hmm. which is an hour and a half away so that they could take care of me because I couldn't afford the hospital to stay in the hospital. And every single Friday for six weeks, my boyfriend would send a box of chocolates for me and for my parents. Wow. And yeah. (laughs) And when it was time to go home, he came and he brought flowers for my mother and for me and picked me up. And it was that right there. I mean, we're obviously... We're still together, but mm-hmm. it was the most romantic thing and the most sweetest thing because he didn't just think about me. He wanted to make sure that my parents knew that he was a solid and good guy and his, what his intentions were for me. I love it. I, and I can hear this, this, the, the, the sunshine, the smile in your yeah. voice telling the story. So that guy, Jason, I mean, hey, he's a keeper. Yeah, I kissed a lot of frogs, and then he came into my life, and I have never had so many chocolates in such a short period of time. <laughs> and he's won my heart. He's won my mom's heart. She's like, if she were my age, she would have, that's the man. That's the guy. Wow. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> but, but that's a great start. Nicolette, thank you so so much. Sorry you hurt your ankle, but uh, everything else after that is good. So the good story, uh, and, and thank you for your call and sharing that story. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're most welcome. Have a good night. You know when Nicolette said, I kiss little frogs before you find this one, there's a lesson for all of us to remember. I'm going to tell you which one it is next. In all honesty, how many frogs did you have to kiss before to find the right partner? I mean, my last caller, Nicolette, just said that. said, I've kissed a lot of frogs before to find that guy. And it, there's a lesson for life. There's a lesson for all of us to remember. It doesn't matter if it's the first one, the first frog, or the second frog, or how many frogs you have to kiss. What matters you found you have the half, that you find the one person for you. And yes, for some of us, it might take years and years. And for some of of you guys, it might take just the first year. Who knows? But the result 
is what matters. Finding the other half. And there's one piece of advice I want to share with you about this topic. Stay with me because I think you'll appreciate it. So my last caller said, I've had to kiss a lot of frogs before I found that wonderful guy. That's what Nicola just said. Uh, I'm still single, by the way. So, um, And I never thought I kissed any frogs, so that's just to be clear. But it's a fun expression. The lesson that I've learned, and I've learned that from my parents who've been married 54 years, it comes with one word. Perseverance. That's what it takes sometimes to find the right partner. And so I know we get desperate. I know we get disappointed. I've heard it on this show. I've had my own ups and downs. I've made a lot of mistakes. But perseverance is the key for a good love life. Perseverance to find a partner. Perseverance to learn about the partner. Perseverance to stay in the relationship, to get married. Perseverance for everything. So that's a word my father always told me. Perseverance. In French, la persévérance. Very similar. Anyway, that's an advice from Paris friends from my parents I wanted to share with you. You call that next, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Jamie, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Jamie. What's going on? How can I help you? So here's what's going on. I used to live in Ohio, and I met this guy on Bumble, and he is just amazing. He's a professional. He works out every day, mm-hmm. really good looking. And we decided that we would get together on weekends, but then we planned a trip to Denver. And the whole weekend, we did, you know, la-la, and it was a <laughs> lot of fun. Um, but, you know, we just text a lot. And recently, a couple weeks ago, we also met up again in Denver and ooh-la-la again. That was two years from the first time, but it's just texting. Like in between these trips, we solely text. And he said that that's his former communication style, but it doesn't really work for me. And so I like him a lot, but I don't really know what to do. So when you said the texting is the only thing he wants to do when it comes to communication, he refuses phone calls, FaceTime and I don't know, WhatsApp. I mean, what, what is the deal? been into phone calls like his entire life he was like i just don't like the phone I and see. so i know he's facetiming his mom sometimes okay. but um he said he's never on the phone verbally okay so i have a solution for you it's, it's kind of a risky one but i think it's the good one i want you to okay. stop answering his text so next steps he goes to stop answering okay until he's gonna call you okay okay and next time he calls you, you said listen you see you know how to dial the phone my phone number And I want you to give him a chance. If you think he's worth it, if you think it's worth your time, if you think there is a future with him, Mm -hmm. don't text back. Just, right. just <laughs> that is a huge risk. I mean, but <laughs> if he never texts you, that means he doesn't care, right? If he doesn't call you and ask, how are you? Are you okay? Then the dude doesn't care about you. And then you don't need okay. him in your life. But I would, I would like you to teach him a little lesson. Because... Mm-hmm. I think what you're asking is not the end of the world. Phone calls is a normal way to communicate once in a while. Maybe not. It really is. At least in this century. Well, yes. And and I agree with you. So, you know, we're going to do a little shock, electric shock. He's going to say, what's up? And then at one point, he's going to either call you and say, are you okay? And he said, I'm totally fine. Why don't you answer my text? Because I wanted you to learn how to dial my phone number. Now I know you can. 
<laughs> and and then you okay. laugh and you and he's gonna be mad. I said, oh, I said, listen, I told you I need phone calls. We just can't be together. That's the way it's gonna go down. Yeah. No more ooh la la. No more ooh la la. <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> okay. All right, Jamie. You. you you know what to do. Good luck to you. Be strong. All right, thank you. Have bye a good bye. bye bye. Have a good night. I just checked my Instagram DM and I gotta go help Vicky, who's confused about her new date. She needs my help, and that's coming up next. If you have a question for me but you can't call me, send it to me on my Instagram at Rendezvous Radio. Jill, what's going on with Vicky? So Vicky says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Vicky. I really like this guy that I've been seeing. We've been out three times now, but the only problem is, after each one of our dates, I don't hear from him at all for like a week, and then he'll text me and ask me to go out again. I'm confused because he seems to like me, but he doesn't even check in. Do you think this is a red flag? So, Vicky, basically, if you've been going on three dates with that guy, you have a great time, but in between dates, he never reaches out to you. Should you still see him or not? I'll answer that next. If you go on three dates with a new person, and in between those three dates, they never check in with you. Never. Do you think it's a red flag? I mean, this is what Vicky really sent me a DM for that on my Instagram. So, Vicky, here's what I feel. I'm a guy. If I go on three dates and we have a good time, but I don't check in with you in between, I like you, but I don't really care about you. If I cared about you, I would check in. So I think I like you maybe for ooh la la and stuff like that, but nothing more serious. So my advice is follow your intuition and stop seeing this guy. After three dates, you kind of know the person at least check in. And if they don't, they're just not into you. And that's okay too. It's life. But don't go on and date him. That's my advice. Break the link with this boy. Your calls and your questions are next. 855-905-8255. Brooke, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Brooke. You have a romantic date that I believe you want to share with me tonight. I do. Mm. So um, I was dating this musician for a couple of months, mm-hmm. and he's really fun and cool. And one day he goes, you know, you shouldn't go to work today. So I decided to play hooky. I ditched work. And we hung out, and he took me to the park, and he made a picnic basket, and we just talked and really got a chance to kind of get into each other. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, we went horseback riding, so it was like the most awesome day ever. I'm so glad I didn't go to work that day. So tell me, if you think the horse riding and the beginning of the date, what was so romantic about it? What was it? It was the way that he looked at me, the way that we connected. Um, it wasn't anyone really around. The place was absolutely beautiful. It was like all these flowers and trees, and the weather was perfect. And we um, actually went into the hills near Malibu. Mm-hmm. And so we had a beautiful sight of the ocean the entire time. So it was just so amazing. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, out of all the date, what was the most romantic moment of all of it? The moment. We shared a kiss when the sun was going down, when we were horseback riding over in the mountains. And that was probably the best part of it all. A kiss at sunset. Yes. Unbeatable. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that story, Brooke. Really, I appreciate it. And, and I can visualize exactly what you said. And I know Malibu, Zuma Beach and all of that. So I appreciate yes. the story. Yes. It was so beautiful. Thank you, Simon. You're most welcome and have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Talking of magic dates, allow me. I am going to share with you one of the most romantic dates I've ever had. And that story is coming up next. I think we all have a first romantic date we can still remember to this day. Mine starts in, in Paris when I was 17 years old and I fell in love with Sabine, this beautiful and charming and poetic Parisian girl. Unforgettable. Just very unique and poetic. And we fell in love. And so I decided for her birthday, which was in October, to invite her for the first time in my life, really like a real date to a restaurant. And I remember I made the reservation. She liked Italian food. And there's wonderful Italian restaurants in Paris on the left bank, especially if you know Paris. And uh, I called to make sure they had what she wanted and all this. And then she got all dressed up and I picked her up at her father. She used to live with her father. Her parents were divorced. And when I ring the doorbell, the door opened. You want to know what happened next? Stay with me. So if you're just joining The Rendezvous, basically I'm talking about this first date ever I ever had with Sabine in Paris. And so I went to pick her up. I was 17. I had my blazer on. I had my white shirt on. My jeans. I was at my best possibly at 17 years old. And I ring the bell. The door opens. And she shows up. And I just, I, she was so beautiful. But so charming. That I was enchanted actually. And we went to the restaurant and I just, the whole evening, we were floating. I, at least I was. And we were holding hands, went to the restaurant, eat Italian food. I love the sorbet dessert, strawberry and pineapple. I still remember we had the same. And we walked all over Paris all night long. We kissed, we talked, we kissed, we sit, we talked. We watched the river, the Seine. Anyway, one of the most romantic days in my life. I never forgot it, and I never forgot Sabine either. I hope you have a date like this in your life. Because those are precious moments and needs to be shared. You call the next 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Any questions? Call me. Tina, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Tina. Welcome to the rendezvous. What is going on tonight? How can I help you? Well, um, I'm engaged and Congratulations. we are to get... Thank you. We're hoping to get married in November, and we have a date picked, but I've been trying to work with the church to reserve that date, and the church isn't returning my calls, or when I finally get a hold of them, they say, oh, we're not booking for the fall yet, and when I bring it up to my fiancé and let him know, like, I'm really nervous, what should we do, should we postpone it a year? Because I really, November has a special meaning for me. I want to really get married in November. He's just like, it's okay. We'll figure it out. But we'll figure it out doesn't really do anything yeah. about solving the problem. I'm getting really nervous, and I don't know how to make him care and help me fix this. Understood. Uh, Tina, your relationship with your fiancé, besides the matter of the church, which is key, but is there other instances where you feel he's not paying attention or that's really the first time you notice this? I mean, I can't say it's not the first time he says we'll figure it out, but it's never been for something so huge and 
And usually it does get figured out or it kind of all comes into place. But I feel like this is a big deal. You know, it's the centerpiece of our wedding, which is like where we actually get married, the church. Tina, would you be willing to go to a church next door? Like, an, or you, This is the very church and the only church you would want to get married. Well, this church was right next to where we're going to have the reception. So it really... Okay worked out. So I'm going to use one of your experience. Last time you had a very deep conversation with him. How did you start that conversation? What do you, what words do you use? Well, that was kind of, I just said, guess what happened again? We okay. need to talk about this. See, this is the difference. Okay, so guess what happened? It's not going to cut it. My advice to you said, I need you and I need your support now. Okay, that's how you start an intense conversation. Sit mm -hmm. down What's going on? I need you to listen very carefully, and then you tell him, okay? You capture somebody's attention by saying, I need you. You don't criticize them. You don't yell at them. You say, sit down, please. I need you to listen. I need your help, and I need it now, okay? Yeah, that makes sense. If I'm making light of it, then how is he really going to take it seriously, right? You got it. Just remember yeah. how maybe your parents did it to you. <laughs> I mean, you know, when my parents need me to really pay attention... Yeah. <laughs> Sit down, Simon. I need you to listen. Okay, Dad. Well, now, Tina, just use that technique. It worked on me. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Good luck to you and congratulations. I hope everything thank goes well you. with the wedding. More rendezvous next. If you think of your life story, if you think of all the love stories you've had, and you have something that you've never said to anybody, something like... Uh, you may think it's embarrassing or you think you'll be judged or that maybe, you know, you'll be rejected by your family, your friends, if you tell that story. I would like you to think of telling me that story on my podcast, La Confession, because we learn from each other's mistakes. We learn from each other's experiences. I learn from your stories, from your experience too. The more we share those stories also, the more we can all learn, think about it, and then create a better love life for each other. So share your stories with me. Reach out to me at therendezvousshow.com or leave me a message for my producers at 855-905-8255. Just say, I have a story for Simon. I would like to share it on the podcast with him. And we'll get back to you and get you on. And if you never heard it, check out my podcast, therendezvousshow.com. Thank you so much for listening to The Rendezvous. I never take you for granted. And thank you for your patience with my thick accent. I'll be back with my thick accent tomorrow. Have a good night. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.